1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. This is January 4th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. And welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week, a very happy new year. And what better way to ring it in than with the winter classic. Heck of a day, heck of a game, or heck of a third period more. Uh, but incredible event. Uh, Connor and I got into that a lot in this episode. The fun of it, Fenway Park. I mean, you look at Fenway Park for a Red Sox game incredible. Put the Bruins in it, it is on a different level. Uh, so Connor and I get into that. We also get into Jake DeBrusque. Making quite the impact. and we get into bigger picture stuff with him too. Not just, hey, he had a great game. But we also get into what this means going forward. Uh, because this, him breaking out the way he does, the way he has, really makes a huge difference down the line uh, with what this team's goals are going forward when it comes to the trade deadline. Uh, we also get into... How the team's identity was really shown uh, on full display on Monday at the Winter Classic. Uh, so this is a fun episode. We get into some some uniform talk and sweater talk and the centennial uh, logo for the Bruins. We get into some fun stuff there. Uh, but before we get into this episode, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting info uh, this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season. To the NBA and NHL, you'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. The fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline. where the game. Stats. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up?
0: Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing?
1: Doing great. Doing great. Uh we are uh normally, as as you listeners know, this comes out on Tuesday, but because the winter classic happened on Monday. Uh, Winter Classic was a game we really couldn't be like, hey, we're recording before, you know. Well, guess what happened? You know, this this is a little bit bigger than a normal game, obviously. Uh, Winter Classic, heck of an event. We were both there. We were uh, one seat over from each other, uh, so we were very close. And Ty was in our row, and uh, it was just it was a fun time to be had. <laughs>
0: Between that and everyone else, like, you know, old, old friends and, and new friends alike showing up there. It was like the end of Avengers Endgame. It was like the portal scene. Everyone just showed up like, you, you're here. All this stuff. So I flew in from California back. Like, it was it was great. I was like, there. I hours just leaving. Everyone,
1: yeah, everyone was there. It was great. That's the fun of it. And I think that was, you know, like I, when I went for the skate on for, uh, Saturday night, you know, I saw people there that I hadn't seen in a while. I mean, I'm not at every single game anymore. Um, and to be there to see everybody was so cool and to see, you know, like Steve Buckley and our good friend, Phil Stacy from the Salem news, like seeing everybody like that. And there are many others we're forgetting, um, that, you know, just, you see, it's great. It's a fun time. And, uh, it, it was a really great event. Um, was there any surprises to you? Not about the game, but about the, the, the scene, the, uh, the spectacle of the winter classic. Was there any surprises?
0: Yeah, I think probably. Uh, fittingly my first column at Boston.com Uh <laughs> kind of focused a little bit on that, that I, I think the winter classic, when you look at it as just an event, it's easy to be cynical about it, right? It's easy to like hear about it and roll your eyes. And you talk about the ice is going to be really crappy and they've already done Fenway before. And there's only so many other places they can do and all these things. But I kind of compare it to like uh seeing like sweet Caroline breakout at Fenway at like, playoff game or something at Fenway, right? Where like, yes, it's easy to be cynical. You've seen it a bunch of times before, but in the right context, still shouldn't take something like that for granted. It shows like, you know, kind of the spectacle of what sports can be. And, you know, it's it's one thing where the Bruins, it, again, it helps quite a bit that they came back and won that game, but you're there. Uh, you know, the skies cleared up. You got that, you know, rose tinted uh, sunset hockey on the ice. Weather was pretty good. Can't go wrong with that, right? Like, it's one of those things where, you know, in principle, you talk about it and then you see them on the ice, you see them showing up in their Red Sox jerseys, you see the actual Winter Classic sweaters they have. It's hard not to, like, you know, shirk that and be like, ah, this is just another game, right? Like, it is something that I think, uh, especially for the players, they really seem to cherish it. And you kind of saw that translate to the, what, almost 40,000 people that are there at Fenway on Monday.
1: Oh, I think there was clo- I think there was more than the uh the announced crowd there. I, I was I went out and watched the first period from the standing room section because it was outdoors and I could kind of feel the atmosphere and it, there were a lot of people uh, that I don't know if they had tickets. Um again, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just, you know, you just wonder uh, there's Day lots you. of people. There's lots of people. Um you're 100% right. And I look at I I think, you know, being there uh, it was a stunning thing to see. I was not there, and you weren't there in 2010 either, correct?
0: No, I was not.
1: No, I was not there in 2010. I know everyone said it looked amazing. It looked equally, I think, amazing um, on on Monday. Uh, I, I think Fenway as a whole, the view. I think if you're down on the, uh, my friend sent me a picture. She was like two rows from the field uh, That's on not the great. first base side. I don't know how she saw a lick of the game. But I will say, like I don't care about the views, sightlines. Maybe you know we're taking for granted the press box view, which was terrific. Um, but Fenway is a great place for the Winter Classic. Like I think that is a historic ballpark. I know it's been there before, but like Wrigley should maybe have another down the road, not now. The Blackhawk team is awful, but like down yes. the road, when that when that eight year, ten year rebuild is done, maybe go back to that. Um, what did surprise me though, and you called this uh, a while ago. I was a little lukewarm on those uh, Bruins Winter Classic sweaters when they first came out. I said, "Eh, those are okay. I think they could have done a little bit better. Maybe winter, you know, green monster theme or something. I don't know. Think outside the box. You've had a million outdoor games. And you said, Evan wait till you see it on the Fenway ice. And I think you're going to, your, your your thoughts will change. And you were right, Connor, because they walked out in those. And with the the green monster in the backdrop and Bobby or shooting the ceremonial puck pitch and the whole thing, the whole shebang, it looked amazing. The jurors, the, the sweaters look great. They'll look great on garden ice. And that is where I will gladly eat crow because there's nothing worse than seeing bad uniforms in events like this, like Chicago uh, a few years ago in the, in the Notre Dame winter classic. Oh yeah. Um, those were as bland as they come, but uh, these were good, and I'm very happy they were good. Um, and there, you were right. You are right, Connor. You get to take a, uh, you get to take a victory lap for that one because I, I was mean, way off.
0: When in doubt, never, never doubt the the classic 70s, 80s Bruins logo. Like when I know again, people said like it wasn't big enough, or you know, there's too much stuff going on with the actual sweater itself. Can't go wrong. It always, no. always hits. It's like watching Home Alone on Christmas Eve. You've seen it <laughs> plenty of times before. Always hits.
1: Always hits. The other thing is the centennial logo was announced, uh, which is very cool. Curious if maybe they switch up the sweaters for the hundredth year. I don't know. I mean, it made no indication of that, but huh, I think Maybe.
0: I- I mean, if you saw the, the the new Centennial logo where it really harkens back to like that little bear cub, I think what it really means is we see it with a whole bunch of these NHL teams, Evan, right? You got like the Capitals, the Blues, get a little, you know, a Labrador retriever puppy. It's cute. Next year is going to be the year. I'm going to bring a little grizzly on the ice. He's going to be the little mascot.
1: They it's should. Gonna be, it's a gonna pet be like, grizzly.
0: It's gonna be like Bevo that goes to like the uh, the Texas Longhorns that that gigantic cow that's just there. Like they're gonna have uh, blades, like the actual blades, just hanging there, like in the front row. They're gonna have a little section for him. A couple of arm rests. He'll, he'll sit back. Little little bear cub.
1: They're gonna have. They're gonna give him his own section because he's you know gonna be so crazy that you know maybe he attacks a fan. They called no, Barry th- fine. I, th- I,
0: no, I, I think he'll he'll be well behaved. I think you know he's amongst his people with Bruins fans. So That's I don't think anything... that point.
1: Yeah. You know, it's his team. It's so. it.
0: absolutely. I mean, what can go wrong? You put a grizzly bear in the middle of a, a crowded section against the glass. It's fine.
1: <laughs> There's a thing, and this is a TikTok thing. Maybe you've seen it. I think it's down in Tennessee. We're going off on a tangent here, but it's down in Tennessee, and there are is a family of bears that just kind of hangs out in the town. It'll walk across, it'll walk with its cubs across the street, and you'll see it in the woods all the time. And they don't really bother people because they're used to people. So maybe, maybe they will hearken down, they will go ahead and grab those bears, bring them up here, you know, give them a couple rows at each game, maybe, a, maybe a suite, you know, maybe a suite. Uh, and they can be, you know, they can hang out with Blades, the real bit, ba- the, the, the mascot, and uh, maybe they can make that work. Oh, maybe that's I, it.
0: I've, I think you're describing the Disney class like the Country Bears is <laughs> generally what you just did, but I'm all for it. If they can do a little jamboree, like you can have that lead in. You don't want, you know, like the third period, they always have that Let Me Hear You Scream song by Ozzy Osbourne. Heard yes. it a lot. Have them do like a little like a little jamboree. Like a little yes. dueling banjos, like that will get the crowd going up in Boston. So, yes,
1: <laughs> this, this is
0: going so far unhinged in terms the YouTube of what it comments
1: is, are going off the rails right now. like people, Connor,
0: Connor switches jobs and he's just going on a tangent <laughs> with the country bears. So,
1: <laughs> let them run around the ice. Yeah, it's uh, The bears, I'm saying the bears. Um, but uh, a great event. It was a fun time. Uh, as you said, one of those things that I think one of those moments you're there, I think. For fans, it's a lot of money to uh, pay for tickets. But I do think my guess is it was probably worth it for most people. I haven't seen any like big complaints on Twitter. Um, Maybe I'm missing the big complaints, but I have not seen the huge ones. It also helps
0: that they won. (laughs) Like that's also the thing. I will say the first two periods, a little little slow. It's what you expect expect with an outdoor game, right? But it's all about who. Ends up winning it. I think it switches the whole complexion of the game. If the Bruins lose that game one nothing or two nothing after they Ooh, if they pull yeah. the goalie or something. Then it's a very downtrodden, right? But you flip the script there in the third with DeBrusque, who I'm sure we're going to talk about in a minute. Changes the whole complexion. You got the the players are happy. They're wearing their Red Sox jerseys after the game. Fans leaving happy, screaming down the 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 brick hallways of Fenway Park, which we all saw. So um, it was good. Made for a good scene at the end of the game, obviously.
1: Yes, the third period was worth it. And nobody was better in the third than Jake Debrusque. Uh, yeah. two goals. Uh the tying goal, the winning goal, right place, right time. Uh, really, I mean, that's I think you know, Debrusque gets a lot of the attention, but Marshan with an incredible uh deke on that first goal. Yeah. And then you had, you know, great pass by Krejci, Taylor Hall taking it to the net to the net on the second goal. Um working well. But you look, and a lot of people wrote about this. You wrote about this as well for Boston.com. You know, you look at Debrusque who I mean, do you remember when I think it was like November of 2021 when the trade rumors were swirling that Jake DeBrusque might be a good uh trade for uh Mason Appleton of the Winnipeg Jets? Was he the Jets or the um Kraken? He's on the Kraken, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the Kra- it was one of those two teams. There was something involved with um the the Jets as well. I vaguely remember. Um Maybe like that was Adam, a Adam
0: Lowry or something like that. Was it, it was
1: something weird. It was it, it was a fringe player. And we at the time, to our credit, we have always said this about DeBrusque. We have always said this is where I can take a victory left too. We even said at the trade deadline when they were talking about Matthias Ekholm, we said DeBrusque is going to Nashville and he's going to score 30 goals. And we always said, like with Mason Appleton, we said, we, you know, why would the Bruins want another fringe top top? six-ish player. Like what would be the reason for that? You know, you know Debrusque is gonna go to Seattle or Winnipeg and and do terrific. And you change the coach. And by the way, again, we've said this, you know, it was he was great under the Cassidy at the end of last year. Um but you look at this year and just he's a different guy. Like this yeah. is vintage Jake DeBrusque. This is the Debrusque they drafted. This is the Debrusque that you know had a great season in 2018-19. Um he is back. And I think Winter classic game kind of just showed it all.
0: Yeah. I think uh, Nick Foligno said it best. I think after the game, he said he was quote, a man on a mission. That's what he's been this season. You, You said it like, it's not just, he's not reinventing the wheel, but he's doing the things that, you know, what, what was the knock against him for so long, even when he was like a legitimate top six player, it's that he'd have those droughts of games where it's three goals, two goals, two assists, and then it'd be zeros for eight, nine games. Now it's, and he
1: was, and he wasn't noticeable in games. Yeah.
0: Now it's a goal and an assist an assist, an assist, a goal, you know, zero points in two games and then two goals. Like it's, he's consistently bringing it and it's off of just being, you know, dogged in his determination, right? He's hanging around great A ice. You saw that in both those chances, both those goals against the Penguins. I mean, even the first goal where he takes that puck from, you know, he takes uh, that shot from Grizzlick and is kind of hobbled for a second, gets back up and, you know, jams that puck home after he gets that puck from uh, Brad Marchand. So, He's just, you know, playing at such a confident level right now, which you saw at times, like even his rookie year, or even the year he scored twenty-seven the following season. But I mean, the way he's playing right now, he's on pace. I think for what thirty-six goals, and even if like that Wild. takes us, yeah, yeah, even that takes a step back. All right, if you ask me before the year, if, all right, he's going to finish with thirty-three goals and sixty-six points. You'll take it, right? Like, oh my it's, god! It, yeah, it's he's been. Fantastic. And, you know, the thing that was always working in his favor, even in those early years, was not just the production, but delivering on the big stage. And when they needed it, he was a guy that you'll get his style of play as well. That's a guy you need to deliver in the, the Winter Classic, right? Like, you're not going to have moving in the puck very well. The ice isn't going to be cooperating with you. You need someone that's going to jam it home down low. Jake DeBrusque.
1: Oh, my God. And here's the other thing about DeBrusque. And this is something I think we'll get to. And we've touched on it a little bit uh, in past episodes, but, you know, the debt, the trade deadline. Is coming. And we've said multiple times, you know, the Bruins aren't really in a position for multiple reasons to make a huge move. Um, and I think some people are saying, well, you know, what about like Patrick Kane? And you could bolster the top six. And I would my my assumption is you would probably move Kane in for Debrusque on that top line, or I guess maybe you could move Zach off the second line, and you'd have like Paul Coyle, and Kane, which is ridiculous i don't want to get into that because that's you know going to get people all riled up uh like w- one fan we heard uh in the in the concourse i guess i won't repeat it you can look at yes Ty Anderson's P- tweet.
0: Yes. yes
1: yes a little pg-13 to to say on on, on here we're such a clean program mm-hmm.
0: um we watch the but, country bears
1: yeah, the country, yeah we watch disney movies um but i do think you know, there's no reason to move him out of there. Like you, he is, he went from being, Hey, you know, he's, you know, uh, coming into the year, it was, Hey, he's a, you know, he's probably a top six guy. He'll make it with Marsh and Bergeron. They'll make him work to now he's a legit top six winger. Like I, I believe he is a reliable pillar of that top six.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing where it's tough to knock the production right now, but also just the confidence. Right. The I think the last thing you want to do, and again, There's been multiple guys on this team that have been pretty selfless in terms of their reps and, you know, making the most of the opportunity. Look at Taylor Hall, who if you asked us before the year, if he was going to be bumped down to the third line, be like, the hell happened there? Like, what what is he doing with his own game? But it's all about the fit in the production. And, you know, he's a guy that, you know, embraced that opportunity and delivered in that spot. That being said, like, if DeBruska is after all that's gone on the last couple of years, he's in the top six, he's producing, he's confident. He's playing confidently. um, He's not, you know, having stretches of the game where it's tough to notice him. Like keep him in the top six, like keep, keep him in that spot. Not to say you have to augment your whole lineup around, just like making sure he's still riding this kind of high of how he's playing right now, but don't, don't mess with a good thing, right? Like you don't have to, Augment your your roster when you have a guy like DeBrusque who is on pace for 36 goals, right? It's not like that he's playing consistently and he's giving good effort and he'll give you 20 and 20, which is great. Yeah. Like 36 goals and 65, 70 points. Pretty damn good.
1: Don't mess with that. No, don't mess with it. And I, th- I don't think they are. I mean, uh, you know, the only thing is um, they move him off the top line sometimes to put Postnock up there, but like, come on. Like, not a bit. Yeah. That, that
0: is the ultimate, you know, <laughs> break glass and, th- and case of emergency, right?
1: Yes, so that's, that's yeah, that's, I think
0: I think even because like, I, I I get it.
1: Yeah, that that's understandable. Um, which by the way, I'm I'm guessing we'll probably hit on the David Poshnark contract situation um on Poke the Bear. There was some, you know, kind of newish reports uh from Pierre LeBron. They weren't super new. They were, yes. you know, there were reports of something. So we'll probably discuss that um on Poke the Bear as well as the long West Coast road swing that awaits the Bruins, uh, which uh should be interesting. Uh all those late West Coast games staying up late for all that fun messing up our sleep schedules just for that, uh, which which should be interesting. Speaking of the West Coast, before we get into um, some some other uh, good stuff, uh, next year's Winter Classic, Vegas and Seattle in Seattle. So Bruce Cassidy misses the Winter Classic this year, but he'll get it next year. Fortunately for him, um, that, uh, that I think that's interesting. The two expansion yes. teams, good place uh you know yeah, it works spot. out yeah.
0: yeah I mean it's good I like it more people were saying that you should have been in like Seattle uh the the Seahawks Stadium like having gone to what it's called what T-mobile park now I always call it Safeco the Mariners it's ballpark. always Safeco yeah I always it's like how like I still don't call uh the Blue Jays uh Stadium like Roger what's Roger Center it's Skydome
1: like it's still Sky. Oh high. yeah, see that's that's before my time. Yeah, so, okay. now I feel like, old. Yeah, well, more for me is like the Lakers or Staples Center, not like crypto.com. Arena right. or or right, right, exactly. I might, I don't know about that.
0: We'll see <laughs> how long that lasts. Yeah, they have to bring Staples back, which you know things are going haywire there. But
1: <laughs> Pacino uh, <that's>, Stadium.
0: <laughs> I wish they would never do that. They would never take a regional institution like that. <sighs> um, but but for a, a ballpark like that, it should be pretty neat. Again. Um, they're clearly committed to, you know, growing that market on Seattle. It's good that, granted, the Kraken have kind of fallen back to earth a little bit, but at least they're building off of what was a very disappointing year last year. Like they've got younger players that are playing well. Um, guys are buying more into the system. The goaltending isn't like historically bad. It's still not great, but I guess it's a step up when you're not like giving up five goals a game. So good to see them hopefully be on the upswing. If that team can make another big step forward next year and they continue to grow in a market like that, that, should probably have like a basketball team at some point as well. Uh, that'd be very cool to see.
1: Yes. Matty Beniers, New England guy. That's a yes. second right, season. On. Yeah. Oh yes. Um, but back to the Bruins, Ty Anderson made a good point to us uh, after the game. He said, never does. This, never. This is the first time Just he's kidding. ever made a good point. I'm, uh, ki- I'm kidding. Sh- shout <laughs> out, shout out Ty. That's me. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with this Bruins team, uh, every time you give this team an inch, they take a mile, they get one bounce, they get one bounce. You looked, I mean, again, you look at those first two periods, that team looked dead. They were, there was no energy there. And again, Nick Felino kind of took over the locker room, uh, in, in between the second and third periods, you know, Montgomery said after the game, you know, sometimes I have to remember I, I have to shut. Well, he's no, he said, I have to remember to shut up in the third, I believe, or it was something with that, uh, with, and Cratey and Berkshire turned around and like, we, we got this, we're fine. Uh, but Felino took over the locker room. And the second intermission. And again, I mean, they just, they get that bounce. They score that DeBrusque goal. And it, the rest, I mean, it was, you know, it was after five minutes. The rest of the game was all of them. And that's been the MO for them this whole year. I mean, you know, as Montgomery said after the game, they're the best third period team in the league uh, for a reason. And I mean, it just goes back to this, Connor. Something about this team. There's something about this team.
0: Yeah, it's just something Even, like, looking back, what it reminds me of, you know, going back to my collegiate days was, like, the BU team with Eichel and them. Like, that team was, I think, Uh only outscored teams, like, by, like, they are like, plus two in goals in the first and second period. And then in the third, I think they were, like, plus, like, 39 or something like that. It was, like, one of those teams where they're so good where you can... Hang back. You feel like that was you that know, was
1: the 14 15 year, the single yeah. year.
0: Yeah. The year where they never played the championship, which is really yeah. weird. But, um, but that was one where it's like, all right, the first two periods, the other teams probably like, all right, we're catching them on a bad day. Like we are playing well. And then like Eichel Grizzlick and those guys just took over. Right. And it's like, it's almost like you're, you're not surprised at this point. If this team's down by like two goals in the third period. It's, you know, it's, it almost feels like a situation where you're almost expecting them to win now. When like they came back and beat the Penguins down in Pittsburgh for that game, that was like, a fantastic comeback and you're like, all right, this team really has something now it's almost expected, which is a very yeah. high level of expectations to place so on a team, even a team like this, it's playing so well, but they haven't really let you down that much in, in terms of uh, multiple games like that. Right. I mean, it's insane just how much those guys collectively can buy in and can really dominate even all they need is to like string together about 10 good minutes of hockey. And usually talent wise, veteran metal, all these things, like, in those 10 minutes, they can win and get two points out of it. So when you see them actually put together a complete game effort, it makes them really scary, right?
1: Depth, elite goaltending, inc- incredible. And I mean, you even look at that last 10 seconds, um, you look at kind of how that went for the Bruins. Like, you know, they fended off the, the the rush of Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh scores just after the buzzer. Doesn't count. Bruins win the game. That's kind of how been the, the season's kind of gone in a weird way. Like, they've just, everything's going their way. Uh, and you look at Olmark, who, by the way, I don't think people are talking enough about this. He almost scored.
0: <laughs> people aren't really talking about it, are they? Just...
1: No, they are not. And I, I, you know, it's funny. As he started to do it, as as I saw him start to do it and the puck flies over and in the neutral zone, like, my heart starts fluttering. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I think I like, heard can you. you, <laughs> <can> you... <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, like. That's one of those like that's a a once-in-a-lifetime type moment, you know. And you see Swayman tried it earlier this year and he was like inches. I wasn't at that. I mean, that is ridiculous how close that was. Um, I can't I imagine the roof of the garden actually like the building would have vibrated um if that went in. And you think about if Omar scored in Fenway, like that would have just been, I mean, I I, like, you know, you just place explodes. I don't even know what happens then. I think people just, you know. Just disintegrate at that I point. Think,
0: I think the plate just goes into orbit and we fly yes. over like Chelsea or something like that.
1: <laughs> As we go, we, we go like to like Venus.
0: The, it's like the, the glass elevator in Willy Wonka, except unfortunately, yes. we're just flying over like just the North Shore <laughs> instead.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Well, I don't know. That part of uh, that part where the Willy Wonka factory was wasn't too nice either. So uh, that is yeah, true. That, you had Charlie's house that was, um, you know, like dilapidated across the street. It wasn't great.
0: They needed to fix her up, Revan. Yeah, the they least. really
1: did. They really did. They'd wake up with snow all over them. Um, but yes, the goalie goal, people aren't talking about it enough. I thought that was uh, quite impressive. Would have made for a heck of a day. Uh, heck of a event. The Winter Classic, you know, was just – I think – I think we so we recorded the Winter Classic preview episode kind of before – uh, we normally do because I think it, you were going to California so obviously I didn't want to bother you while you were out there or have it be while you're on the plane I believe I said Jake Dabrowski would be the hero someone pointed that out did. to me on Twitter I think you did so I have to go find that on YouTube and tweet it I should have done it uh, on Monday but I gotta do that at some I'm point, sure, I'm pretty
0: sure mine was Derek Forbert, who I think also had like a hilarious <laughs> caption, I want to say. Like That's he did the same
1: I, bidet as David Ortiz. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: So he did contribute. So it all works out. Also, that just now cracks me up of like if I had to record a uh, an episode of Bruins to poke the bear on the plane, of how much people would be like, who the hell is this guy talking about the country bears on our like our cross-country flight?
1: What is wrong with him? You just, you know, just. Great play, but of
0: course, as is always the case, is the one rogue Bruins fan who's in the gallery of people who would be (laughs) like. Who give the shout out. So yes,
1: yes. I but I um I was fortunate enough after the game. Um there were Evan Michael, a Twitter follower of, of mine and yours. And it was um me, Pete Blackburn, Megan Kelly of ESPN. We were just standing around talking with some other people, and Evan came up and we were talking and very nice. And you know, he loves our work, and it's always fun to see fans out and about, you know, Bruins yes. fans. I don't mean our fans, I mean yes. Bruins fans. Yeah, yes. come on, we're not heads aren't that big. Um, but fun times. The winter classic was Uh Connor. You produced a lot for the winter classic for Boston.com. What can people look forward to from you uh, over there?
0: Yeah. It was a fantastic first day in terms of uh, coverage. Yes. And it and was your stuff. first day of school. First day. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but no, I'll have more stuff, uh, whether it be the Bruins or anything that's big happening in sports, you can find all my work over at Boston.com. We'll have, Features, columns, uh, game reports, all that good stuff over there on that website that covers everything that you know is important in Boston these days. So if you want to follow me over there, just follow me at boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, you can at Connor Ryan underscore
1: 93. Go do all that. For CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinofsky, Burns Beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>